lot of us ask God for direction, but we don't realize that that very no is direction also. That door closed is direction also. A lot of us, when we think of direction, we think, oh, and we'll praise God when we get a new opportunity, when we get that job, we'll be like, that was nobody but God. When we get a approved for a car, that was nobody but God. We got approved for a house, that was nobody but God. But then when we get declined, when we get told no, when the door gets shut, we don't ever acknowledge that it's God. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the More Purpose Podcast, where we talk faith and finances. I'm your host, Clarence. And your co-host, Marlon. And today we are here with episode eight. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? But this time it's going to be a little different. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little stuffed up. Yeah. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I'm a little under the weather. So excuse me, disclaimer, you know what I'm saying, for the little... Where's his mask at? Nasal, nasal sound. Is he supposed to be six feet? Like, what is he doing? Oh, no, no, no. What you just say on the story? Oh, no. See, look, I should have recorded the episode. <laughs> I should have recorded the episode by myself today. That's what should have happened. What you what you trying to do? Oh, no, it's too late now. We're here. Oh, we here. We here now. But today, today we're going to do like a little rapid fire game yeah. of different topics, and we're going to try to find scriptures for those so-called topics. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We have Ron in the back. Y'all can't see him, but he back there. Ron say, what's good? Yo, what's good? Yeah, he was in the back. He in the back. But he's going to be dropping us the topics, and me and Marlon are going to try to find scriptures that we may already know on the topics, or it gives us a chance to find new scriptures that can relate yeah. to that, and it may be able to help y'all too. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to say to that? Um, nah, I think we good. I think this is going to be fun. I feel yeah, like it's yeah. going to be certain topics that might catch us off guard. Don't joke us. We don't know every Not verse fact. in the Bible. Listen. Some things we are going to have to look up. But yeah, I think it's just another another opportunity to learn some more things. So, exactly. Yeah. And fun. we don't ever want to just get, keep giving y'all like routine. We always want to switch it up, give y'all something yeah. spontaneous, something y'all can look forward to too. And while we're doing it, why don't you also look for the scriptures too and see yeah. what you find. And, you know what and this is a fun game to play with your friends, your family, something like that. You'll learn something new. So yeah, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Ron, what are we doing? Yeah, Ron. All right, I'm going to start y'all off with an easy one. The first topic is going to be about stewardship. 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 Off the head, hold on. Um, you know, the book of Proverbs never, never fails me. Um, Stewardship. Oh, Matthew, no. Matthew 25. Yeah, talents. Matthew 25. First thing that came to my mind, hurry up, where it's set. Talents. Matthew 25. I just don't want to misquote it. I know what scripture I'm looking for, though. Matthew 25. If you're faithful over a few things, I'll make you rule over many things. There you go. There it is. Parable of three servants. Matthew 25. I'm going to let you do that one. You said it out loud. Okay. Matthew 25 says... Matthew chapter 25, I'm going to read verse 29. It says, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And it doesn't say the word stewardship, but that is definitely about mm-hmm. stewardship and just stewarding what you already have. So that's the first verse that came to my mind was Matthew 25. You got one too? Um, Matthew 25. <laughs> okay. What verse? Parable of the three servants. And basically elaborating on that, just basically saying like how the master gave three of the students mm. all different bags of money, basically in a way, and saying, "Yo, when I come back, money better be flipped." Yeah, <laughs> money better be flipped. Mm-hmm. So how, how you gonna how, how you gonna steward it? You gonna make the investments? You gonna do something for me? Yeah. Or are you gonna be scared and not steward it and give back what I gave? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I took from that. But I guess that's, that could be more so on an investing way instead of stewarding. It's different ways you can steward. But I mean that that is stewarding. Okay, what do you have already that you're not already that you're not stewarding? Yeah, no. So yeah, that is that, that is, is a case of stewarding yeah. because you can't ask God for more if, if you're not, not stewarding what you already, already have. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they are. So good. so what's something 
for you personally, what's something you're trying to be more intentional about stewarding? Whether it's a gift God gave you, a talent, what's something you're trying to do better with, at stewarding? So for me, mine's is I'm trying to do better at stewarding my voice because mm-hmm. God has give, given me the gift. I'm trying to be more intentional about actually mm-hmm. using it. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, because he gave it to me and it's like, okay, are you going to use it for what he called you to use it for? Or are you just going to act like you don't have it? So that's, good. that's what I'm trying to be a good steward over. I would say, first thing, kind of, hold on. It could be materialistic too if you steward in, bro. First, like, first thing that came to my mind was more so stu- like being a better steward of my relationships. Mm-hmm. So, like, people that's closest to me, making sure that I'm doing what I can without stretching myself thin to make sure that everybody around me is being pushed in the right way, is yeah. all being led in the right direction. I don't want nobody in my circle that's drowning and I don't know about it, mm-hmm. if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, making sure I'm stewarding my friends, I'm showing love, I'm being there where I, where I can be, mm-hmm. and just. Let them know they have a helping hand wherever they, wherever they need it. Yeah, in God's will. That's a good one. That's a good one. Because sometimes we'll get we'll overlook our friends when we have our own things going on. That's true. And I don't want to ever get to that point where it's like I'm worried about, about me. me. Yeah. But I, I'm over here watching all y'all drown. Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah. That's a good one. It's like with stewarding though. I feel like off the head, that's the main thing that came to my mind though. The talents. Mm-hmm. You think you can find another scripture that talks on stewarding? Stewardship. Hmm. Boy, putting me on the spot, challenging me, huh? Yeah, I'm about to challenge myself too, bro, because I'm about to say I'm about to pick my phone up and I'm about to get to searching. It doesn't have to it doesn't have to have the word stewardship, right? It can just be about stewardship. Um Okay, stewardship off the dome. We're gonna go to Genesis. We talk about go to Joseph. Okay, okay. We can talk about Joseph because okay. when he was in the pit, when he was at Potiphar's house, when he's at the palace, he stewarded every he stewarded every position he had. It said Joseph was successful in everything he did. So we can go right there. I got to find it, though. I do have to find it. Um, and I'm going to find it for y'all so y'all don't think I'm just chatting, making stuff up. Okay. Wait for me. I'm going to make it practical. I think you're done. Okay. Okay, so look. Genesis chapter 39 I'm going to read verse 3 first. It says, Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. Verse 4, this pleased Potiphar. So he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. Mm. From the day he was put in charge, he was successful in everything he did. And the Lord began to bless Potiphar's house. For Joseph's sake. So can the same thing be said about us? From Mm -hmm. the day we walked in that job, we were successful and the job has been blessed because we came to the door. Can the same thing be said about us? And that's to be a question that you should ask yourself. Am I stewarding my job enough to where they can say, from the day Marlon has walked in this door, the job has been 10 times better. The school has been 10 times better. The classroom has been 10 times better. The team that I'm on has been 10 times better. Ask yourself that. And that can show you that what you're doing right now, are you stewarding it well? Because everywhere Joseph went, the same thing was said about him in a consistent manner. So that's another verse. Uh, Since he put me on the spot, I'm up on the board. You know what I'm saying? I'm up on the scoreboard. I kind of looked it up on my phone. See? But... No, that's okay. I, I ain't it's no rule. We can yeah, look it up. You know what I'm saying? It up. We, we, we gave rules but in the beginning of the joint saying that we can search it up on the yeah. phone. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't know what chapter it was in, but I've read the verse before. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a highlighted here, matter of fact. If you don't want to see it, you know what I'm saying? I have to highlight mm-hmm. it. But it was First Peter chapter 4. I just read this like last week. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about gifts. 
And it says, first, uh, first Peter chapter four, verse, uh, verse 10, it says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Yeah. Basically, he's talking about stewarding your gifts. Like mm-hmm. whatever God has given you, you for you individually, you have to steward it that's because what your gift is, is meant to help someone else. And that kind of touches on what I said yeah. too about myself and yeah. about my gift. That's a fact mm-hmm. because a lot, of us have, a lot of us have gifts that we kind of let lie dormant. Mm-hmm. But in reality, the whole purpose is to serve other people. Like you just said, like yeah. if your gift is your voice. How can you use your voice to better serve God and yes. give him the glory? Yes. If my gift is like my motivation and inspiration, my energy and everything, mm-hmm. how can I better show people my light mm-hmm. everywhere I roll? Yeah. Everywhere I go, I cannot afford to be low, like low yeah. head down. No. Mm-hmm. Show your energy, be a light because you never know who may need it. Yeah. That's a good verse. That's a good verse. Okay. We even. Yeah. I'll give him that. <laughs> he already had it highlighted. What you got for us, Ron? All right. So this next one is going to be called Follow the Leader. And... It's about letting God guide your footsteps. Also, uh, you can give like an example of like walking by faith and not by sight, kind of like that. So just letting God guide your footsteps. Yeah. Okay, the first thing I thought of was Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he shall direct your path. So I think that kind of goes with what you just said about mm-hmm. him uh, or follow the leader. And it says that if you trust God wholeheartedly, uh, he sh- he will direct your paths, especially when you're seeking his will, when you're seeking his perspective, when you're seeking what he thinks about the situation. He's going to show you where to go. And I actually talked with my friend the other day and I was saying how a lot of us ask God for direction, but we don't realize that that very no is direction also. That door closed is direction also. A lot of us, when we think of direction, we think, oh, and we'll praise God when we get a new opportunity, when we get that job. We'll be like, that was nobody but God. When we get approved for a car, that was nobody but God. We got approved for a house. That was nobody but God. But then when we get declined, when we get told no, when the door gets shut, we don't ever acknowledge that it's God. So I just want to say to that verse that the no's and the, uh, the denial, the declines, all of those different things are from God also. So it got to be a two-faced coin. Look at it in that way also, that God is not just the God of yeses and, and doing good things for you, but God is also the God of protection. He got to tell you no for cer- certain things. He got to shut the door on certain things because they're not your opportunity. So yeah, I just want to say that. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he shall direct your paths. That was good. Thank you. So I was so first thing that came to my mind was I got another one. Scripture about the lamp. Yeah. About being a light to your lamp to your feet. Mm-hmm. About, that, that's the one I was about to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. That song? Yeah. Okay. That songs. And the other one, I ain't know like the exact verse though. Is I think it's the first chapter. Your word is a, a lamp to yeah, lamp my feet. A, a light to my path. It's like a guide for my path. Uh, I, it's the first chapter, actually. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind, but I don't want to get stay on the wrong direction. I'm gonna make sure we have, you know what I'm saying? Sign y'all the right scriptures here. It is. You got it? No. You lied to me, Ramon. <laughs> I thought it was the first chapter. But yeah, y'all know the scripture. And then the other one was Proverbs 6 and 23. It says, For their command is a lamp and their instruction is a light. Their corrective discipline is the way to life. Mm. It was basically talking about like like obeying your parents and wise counsel and everything because those who like have that relationship with God and everything they're gonna mm-hmm. one they gonna always lead you back to God they yeah. gonna always lead you back to ask God what do you need to do and what um, steps you need to take and everything mm-hmm. but also just knowing that your fleshly desires may not be the best path for you yeah that you have to get wisdom from God to like literally light the path for you because you can be walking walking in the whole wrong direction if you don't so mm-hmm. I want to hey. tap into that and then the songs don't. Uh, I capped. I said I thought it was the first chapter. Tell me why it's chapter one. Oh, one? 
No, it's one. It's one nineteen. I lied. Forgive me. So you fibbed. It wasn't the first chapter. I don't know why I thought it was the first chapter of Psalms. You played me. chapter one nineteen. Psalms one nineteen. And y'all need to make sure y'all write these scriptures down. Write them down and then start putting them up in your room so you can memorize them and stuff like that. But it's cool to actually know some scriptures because it's going to be moments where you need them. Okay. Page is sticking together, brother. Okay. Psalms 119. It is... It's a lot of verses, baby. (laughs) Yeah, hold on. (laughs) Verse 105. Jesus Christ. Verse 105. This crazy work. It says, okay, Psalms 119, verse 105. It says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light light for my path. Mm -hmm. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. That's so true, bro. This Bible is a lamp to your feet. It illuminates everything. I literally was talking to uh, CL and Ron off camera, and I was telling them how I was feeling discouraged, and I didn't feel like reading my Bible. But the moment I opened my Bible, I got the answer or the reassurance to the way I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Just off of just opening my Bible. So this is definitely like everything you need is in this word, bro. It's a lamp to your feet. And and think about it. It says it's a light to your path. So I feel like a lot of us are confused about a lot of things. What should we do? We're in the darkness about a lot of things. Your answer is in the Bible. The clarity, yeah. the confirmation, the reassurance. We always go to other people for these things, not realizing that God has already given his word right here. Like, I don't hear God clearly. The answer is right here. It's right here in the word. So open this thing up. You know what I'm saying? If you don't got a physical Bible, go get you a physical Bible, bro. It ain't, it ain't, nothing, it ain't nothing like having this physical Bible. Uh, I want to challenge myself. I definitely want to go on Amazon and buy a smaller Bible that I can always have in my car. Yeah, yeah, like so if I'm in the store or anything and I need to just break out and I need that Bible, mm-hmm. I don't have to be on my phone. I want to actually have the physical Bible. So I'm going to go get me a little handheld Bible also that I can bring with me. Nah, that's good. I, yeah. I definitely need to get one too. Come on, we used to have like yes. little Bibles. You know, as a kid, yeah. you get the little small little yeah. Bibles. Them words are tiny though. That's the only thing. To go along with the topic though, do you feel like out outside noise can distract you or darken up your vision of where God's trying to lead you? Yeah, but that's only if that is your main attention. It can mm-hmm. only distract you if that's your main attention. What I mean by that is think about the story of Peter walking on water. Mm-hmm. He started to drown the moment he took his eyes off of Jesus. Yeah. And the waves or the storm can be anything mm-hmm. outside noise, trials, tribulations, uh, storms, like just anything. That's that's the waves. But the moment I take my attention off Jesus and put my attention on those, that's when they can overtake you mm-hmm. and it can make you dark or un- unsure or unclear. So I feel like it only would do that if you let it, if you take your attention off God and stuff like that. But if you lock in, you keep this at the forefront of your life, you'll be fine. It's always going to be outside noise. Yeah, come on. I was yeah. good, boy. Talking good over there. Yeah, okay, I'm going to throw in a bonus one for y'all. Genesis 12, uh, God told Abram to leave his country and go to mm-hmm. a land that he will show you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about the faith that that took. It's like saying, Marlon, CL, go west, and I will tell you when to stop. Yeah. Like, just, like, just talk about it in general. We don't got to look nothing up. You can look whatever. I was just throwing throwing it out there. I thought that was like interesting, like the no. amount of faith that took Yeah, like to just walk. Crazy until, and I think um, honestly, I think that's the first. To me, I think that's the first real scenario of faith. But you got to think about it. We know Abraham as the father of faith. Mm -hmm. So, faith comes from hearing. Teaches. Teaches. (laughs) Teaches. Faith comes from hearing the word of God, and we walk by faith and not by sight. Mm -hmm. 
So I think that really was the first example of faith because a lot of times I feel like we got to see something or God got to show us the destination. Abraham literally didn't know where he was going, like you said, mm-hmm. Ron. Like, how many of us, if God said, quit your job, leave your school, leave your hometown right now, I ain't gonna tell you where you're going yet, just but you need to get up. Just, <laughs> just, just drive. drive. Just Hop drive. in the car with your stuff and just drive. Just drive. And I tell you when to stop. I'm like, listen. I'm like, Mar- I'm gonna ask myself, am I crazy? Yeah. <laughs> am I hearing God correctly? Like that takes a lot of faith for you not to see it. Like for what? And I think a lot of us have to get to that place where we trust God that much. Yeah, we, yeah. we trust God that much. The bond gotta be there. Like that's a lot. That, that's a lot of faith, and I can honestly say I'm not at that point yet. I can honestly say that a lot of us are not at that point yet. To where if God said drop this, drop that, and come here, and we're gonna go this way, I'm like, listen, God, listen. I made you to get nah, me some like insurance or something. I'm gonna sound like <laughs> Moses, but I'm gonna yeah. just keep saying, but, but God, but we got this going yeah. on. But, but God, I just got comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I got this. I got that. Listen, and God, like, okay, come with me. But something about that on the because we don't talk about that. On the other side of that faith was his blessing or his inheritance. So a lot of times in that test of faith, that is where the blessing is, something that will change mm-hmm. your life tremendously. But we so focus on like the the thought of like, okay, this is gonna be hard. Yeah. But on the other side of that, God's trying to bless you in doing mm-hmm. so. So definitely in our own lives, whatever it may be that God is calling you to go out on faith, um, especially with the things that you can't see. It's like, okay, he's saying, start this business. I don't got all the finances, God. Okay, move to this state. You know what I'm saying? Do this, do that, do this, do that. And you're nervous and you're scared. Just go ahead and just do it because you have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Stepping out on faith with God, you have nothing to lose at all. At all. It's like, why, why not? Why not? Think about it. Anything that you letting go is for God. So it's like, it has to be a reason why I'm letting this stuff go. Yes. I don't need it right now. And you don't. It's not, it's not called to be in the season I'm in right now. And God can give you way more. It's like he can multiply he can it by better. How, I, however much. And I think that's the thing because I've talked about before how when God wants to do something new in your life, you can't cling to your old stuff because you got to make room for the new. When you're moving mm-hmm. into a new house, sometimes you got to let go of the old clothes. Yes, bro. Sometimes you got to throw stuff out. Sometimes you got to get rid of stuff. Prime example of that, Steve Harvey, he was talking to his mom. He was telling a story about how he had told his mom he, he, wanted to, he was going to get a new car. Mm-hmm. And his mom won't pay him the mind. She was like, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I hear you. Mm-hmm. He kept every, every day, come downstairs in the morning. Hey, Ma, I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to get a new car. I'm telling you, I'm going to get a new car. Yeah. Okay. You just have a car on the blocks. You mm-hmm. just have a car on the blocks. You just have a car on the driveway for y'all that don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Kept coming down. Hey, Mom, I'm going to get a new car. I'm telling you, I'm saving up. I'm about to get a new car. That's fine and everything, but you still have a car on the driveway that you don't drive. That just, that's not being any use. It's still in mm-hmm. the driveway. So then he finally comes to him. He looked like, bro, why does he keep repeating the same thing over and over yeah. again? He finally went to the driveway, cleaned the driveway out, moved an old car out of the way that don't work no more, cleaned the driveway, made it brand new. The next week, he finally got the car. Wow. But, like you just said, in order for you to get something new or to be able to go into a new season, you have to let go of the old. Because mm-hmm. the old stuff is usually taking up space. And, and think about it in Abraham's perspective because he had to leave his family Yes, a hometown that he probably was comfortable in. He made a name for himself in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your career, whatever it may be. And he was okay. God said, "Come on, yeah, drop all of that. Let's go this way." And I think that just shows your relationship with God. Also, that shows how much more we need to strengthen our relationship with God. Yeah. Because if God was to tell us stop the podcast right now, what would you, what, what would your reaction be? I'm you like, know what I'm saying? I'm like God. And that t- you that told me to start. That shows your faith level too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like you told me to start it. Like what are we doing here? Yeah, that was a good question, though, Ron. That was a great that was question. A great question. Yo, 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 yeah, yo, right time there. out, time out. You right, you right here. Yeah. I know you're not watching this video. Yeah. Ain't like and subscribe. Listen. What you doing? What are you doing? Why are you playing? <laughs> you know, you know, bro, come on now. Like, real talk, I thought we, I thought we was family. 
So go ahead and hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and also hit that little bell because when you do that, you'll get every alert for when we post. We don't want you to just be a stranger part of this channel. We want to we want to bring you into the family. You know what I'm saying? You never know what episode may drop that you may need for your life right now in this very moment. Exactly. So turn and post notifications on. We love you. We appreciate you. And we hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. We got... Y'all ready for the next one? Yeah. Uh-oh. Why are you smiling over here? Like you're just over there. Yeah. crazy. Nah, nah. nah. It's, it ain't too crazy. Um, this next one is called Be Like a Farmer. So y'all talked about it in the last episode about sowing seeds. But um, just talking about the importance of sowing the right seeds and then more so about working the land after you sow the seed. So it's not like you're just sitting there waiting for it. Like you have to wait, but you also have to work after you sow the right seed. I'm going to start off and say Proverbs 11 and 30. It says the seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. And... You know, seeds don't have, always have to be a monetary, materialistic thing. It can literally be your actions. What are you doing good for people? Like, what is your heart posture when you're around different environments and when someone's being mean to you or curs- cursing you out? How do you act? How do you respond in those moments? And I feel like when you have the heart posture of what would Jesus do in this moment and respond in love and so that seed of love and care and just holding people close and praying for them and just sowing those seeds of like, I care for you. I, I got you no matter what. Regardless of what your difference is with me, I don't care how much you don't like me. I'm going to love you regardless. I'm going to support you regardless. And then sows multiple seeds towards everybody else that's paying attention to what you're doing to that person. Because since they know that you like, since they know that you're, that the person doesn't like you, but you're still showing love, it makes them look at you differently. And be like, dang, hold on. They ain't have to respond like that. Like, I really like how they responded. I want to be around them. I want to follow them to where they're going. They just stand on God. I, I know their character. I like the character. So like different stuff like that can literally breed and bring the right people around you. One, and two, bring a whole nother set of blessings that you didn't even think could come to you because you never know who's watching you. You never know who's watching how you react. You never wa- never know who's watching how you respond to different situations. And because just because you respond in the right way, that could bless someone else in tune at the same time. Yeah. So like when my car got broken into, I could have been on, on the story cutting everybody out. Like, yo, who broke to my car? What the, the? No. I said, yo, we good. I'm alive. My people's good. I can still drive my car. I'm about to go to church. We good over here. Posture's good. Thank you, Lord, for just letting me. I'm, I'm alive. I'm good. That blessed other people to be like, dang, my car just got broken into. I don't care no more. Like, God, I'm alive. Like, what am I? What am I mad for? It's materialistic. So, like, just different things like that. Just make sure sowing good seeds in all aspects of your life is the best way to have a beneficial life. In a way, you got anything over there? That was good. Um, you said just sowing seeds. I had something else to I seen. Oh, there you go. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter four. No, Ecclesiastes chapter eleven, verse four. It says, "Farmers who wait to wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest." But so to go with that is like a back to what we were saying in the last podcast about mm-hmm. perfectionism and everything. Like, or trying to hold your seed because you're selfish with your seed. Like you yeah. don't want to you don't want to let let it be known with everybody else. Mm-hmm. But it's like, bro, you never know who your seed is meant for, who is meant to touch, who is meant to bless. Yeah. So it's like using your seed in the right way, not waiting for the perfect time to plant the seed. Like, no. Put the seed down, plant it in them cuz say if it's like say if it's a homeless person on the street, right? And I keep driving past them, but I have an urge to plant a seed into them and I don't do it. Mm-hmm. You never know, that might be the last day before they did something crazy yeah, to themselves. That's true. But and you was called to plant the seed into them to keep them keep them here on this earth. So it's like stuff like that. Like, don't wait for the perfect day. The perfect day is never gonna come. Do if, if God put it on your heart to do it, do it now. Plant the seed and keep planting. Yeah, the harvest will come. And if you think about when you gotta plant the seed, 
physically, when you're planting a seed, you're opening up your hand, letting something go. Mm. The, the 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 longer you hold on to something, the less seed you plant, and the less harvest that you can get because you don't have enough seed in the ground. So the more you let stuff go, and the more you plant seeds, the bigger your harvest could potentially be. Hey, listen, this camera about to get flipped on Ryan. Like, <laughs> slide over there in that corner. Yeah, no cap. Like what? That was good, Ron. Ryan? That was good, boy. Ron's gonna be in the episode next week, whether he no likes cap. or not. It's gonna be in front of the camera. Thank you, Ron. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> the verse that I got is Matthew chapter thirteen, verses twenty-two. It says, "The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced." Mm. I like that one. I really like that one. It's a whole parable about seed, so I could have chosen any other verse. But I like that one because a lot of us, we hear the word of God, but it goes one goes in one ear and out the other ear because of the trials of life. Mm-hmm. And just because we get so focused with everything that's just going on in life in general. So it produces no fruit. So Hello. definitely watch what you are um, investing your seeds into and just investing your time into and stuff like that. Because a lot of us are putting seeds down, but they're not growing because we are letting stuff knock the, like the thorns, the the trials, the setbacks of life are just mm-hmm. allowing everything that we are hearing to go in in one ear and out the other ear. And we're expecting a harvest from it, but it's like, okay, you haven't been constantly mm-hmm. watering that seed. You haven't constantly been treating that seed and, and continuing to be yeah, exactly nurturing and just being consistent with that seed. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely what I would say. Don't, just, just walk with God. It's not just a, a one day or oh, I read and I'm good. Because no. If if you read if you read your word one day and then the next day you don't read something can, something can happen and it can get you way off mm-hmm. like it's something you got to continuously like water 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 because everything you read that morning can be in one ear and out one ear once something happens like you said once your once your car breaks down or something and mm-hmm. now you just talking like you don't got no faith Hate at all it. and that's why you got to constantly build your faith so yeah I like that verse that was yes, definitely sir, yes, the verse I, I thought of that was good yes sir next topic my boy all right. Uh, next one is about running away from God's purpose or what he's called you to do. I don't got a scripture for that, but off the dome, I would say the more you run, <laughs> the more you run, the more you're going to start realizing you're going to end up right where he needs you to be regardless. <laughs> so you, you might as well just turn around and be like, all right, God, come on. I got you. Go ahead. Just lead the way. Because... I think me and Marlon both been in those seasons of trying to run away from purpose or are still are in seasons of trying to run away from purpose, but it's like, it's inevitable. It's going to happen, whether you like it or not. But it's better for you to just submit to God and let it happen his way versus you trying to keep running away from it because you're only going to make it worse for yourself or not not worse for yourself, but you're only going to make it harder for yourself in a way to get to where you really need to be at because you're going to keep walking away from purpose. You're not going to ever be able to get the fulfillment you need because you're going the opposite way. Yeah. First person I thought of, we all probably thought of Jonah. Um, I want to read verse verse 15, chapter 1 of Jonah, verse 15. And Jonah is actually, it's not a a big book in the Bible, so definitely read that. Um, But verse 15 of chapter 1 says, so for context, Jonah, God had called Jonah to do something, to go tell the people whatever message God was giving. And Jonah, instead, he ended up getting on a boat to tarnish, like, a random boat with sailors. He was trying to run. Like, he's trying to escape. Like, he's trying to go from this side of the country, literally, to the other side of the country, trying to avoid and escape God and what God has called him to do. So when he got on the boat, he's at the bottom of the boat actually sleeping, like, peacefully. And a storm ends up coming on the boat. 
the sailors end up they're like, okay, this is weird. Like, where is this storm coming from? We didn't get no we didn't get no weather forecast for a storm. Yeah. What's happening? So they knew something was odd. So they started, they actually realized that it was like, okay, maybe God is cursing us. So they start throwing stuff off the boat. Storm still going, throwing stuff Shitting off the boat. Off. Come to find out that the man that is asleep at the bottom of the boat has brought the storm because he's running away from God. So mm-hmm. I just want to read verse 15. It says, Then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped quickly at once. The sailors were all struck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. I wanted to read that verse because a lot of us are going through storms in our life because we are running from God. Mm-hmm. And the storm is not going to stop until you fully submit to what he has called you to do. And I think most people don't realize that most of the hardships and all these things that you are being faced with is because you are resisting. Mm-hmm. It's because you are running away from it. You're trying to go the opposite direction. But God is everywhere at the same time. It's nowhere you can go to escape God. And it's either you yield to it, you say yes to it, you submit to what he's calling you to do, or you won't have no use. You know what I'm saying? You won't have no use, and God will get somebody else to do it. And I think you don't you don't want that because you don't want to experience the wrath of God. I also thought about Moses, like how yeah. I was talking about Moses doing using excuses and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Thought about Moses trying to run from what God has called him to do, but <clears throat> only you can do what God has called you to do. Facts. And in that, other people's lives will be saved, other souls will be saved, and stuff like that. So definitely stop running. Just stop running because you're gonna make your life even harder. You're gonna you're gonna go through things that God did not call you to go through. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, so. Listen. Jonah went through a whole storm. He was in he was in the mouth of a whale, and he could avoid all of that. And many of us are Jonah. So, so yeah. Okay. Now I was going to tap on tap into what Marlon just said, Exodus chapter four and verse ten and eleven. Moses is basically trying to plead his case with God, saying, "I'm not the man for the job. I'm not qualified." When God is really telling him, "You're qualified. I'm choosing you. I don't care what your past is. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do if you can't speak or not. You're the man for the job. Yeah, you can get it done." <laughs> and verse ten. Exodus chapter 4, verse 10, it says, But Moses pleaded with the Lord, O Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Verse 11, it says, Then the Lord asked Moses, Who makes a person's mouth? Oh, boy. Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Mm -hmm. Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. I love that. Like, bro. God is literally reassuring Moses, like saying, like, yo, you know, I first of all, I created your mouth. I created how you talk, everything. You talk the way you talk because I made you that way. Because of me. I will instruct you on what to say and I will be with you as you speak. A lot of us will run away because we don't realize that God is right there with us the whole way, like through Mm -hmm. the process. Like, God's going to be there holding our hand the whole way. Until you submit and realize that God is like, has your back. You're going to keep running away from it. But then when you realize that God's your teammate and God's your father and he wants the best decision for you and the best outcome for you, then you'll be like, okay, God, I'm following your way because I know in the end it's a fixed fight. Yeah. We already won. Why am I trying to run away from it? Well, so yield to it, brother. We were talking about that in Bob, uh, after Bible study. What? Like, a fixed fight. Like, yo, what are you running the other way for? What are yeah. you letting all these different things happen in your life get you down? Um, Like, different bad things happen in your life mm-hmm. throw you off your game? Like, yo... You trying to like get the devil confidence or something? Like yeah. no. No cap. We went to the episode too, cause I promise he's soft. <laughs> we gonna get to the episode. He's soft. You gonna make sure you get that episode in. We're gonna get that episode in. I promise you. I'm, I promise you. I'm soft. A I'm a rant. <laughs> I'm a rant. As you should. I'm a rant. He is soft. Distract? You wanna do a distract? Yeah. What's up? It's a bit. What purpose distract on the devil is soft? Coming soon. Y'all want that? Drop in the comments if you want that distract. I want a distract. Ron, you want a feature on it? Sure. 
That's a bet. Marlon Lafitte? Don't be scared of the devil, Ron. You can yeah. hop on this track. Oh, I ain't scared. He ain't gonna bother you. Yeah. <laughs> you said the, the fight is fixed. So it's a fixed ain't nothing to be scared about. Yeah, no cap. Somebody need that, though. Like, it's a fixed fight. You already won. Stop running away from the situation and stand up for yourself. Remember, like, situations like how they say, like, in school situations, like with kids, like when their kids getting bullied. Most times the bully will back off once you stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to ever be able to get them to back off until you stand up for yourself. Like, you yeah. keep letting it happen, it's going to keep happening to you. And you have the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, greater is he that lives in you than he that is in the world. So we are, we have the greater one inside of us. So why should we be scared? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, divine edge. The yeah. advantage on top of that. Yep. You know, on top of my mind. way? All right. So next one is very broad, so y'all can go however y'all want with it. But the next topic is about forgiveness. Forgiveness. It's um a don't. I don't know. Colossians. I no. Off the off the head, I know it says that basically like when you if you expect Jesus, he was basically saying if you expect me to forgive you, you must forgive your other like forgive others. Mm-hmm. You must forgive your friends and everything. But I don't know where it's at. Hold on, y'all. Give me, give me uh, Matthew six verses twelve through fifteen. It says. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. So, yep, right there. Simple as that. Simple as right that. There. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Yeah, it was that. Oh, I thought you said Colossians. <laughs> no, I said, I think. Uh, but I'm it's like, multiple versions. I think it's multiple. Yeah, like, hold it on. is. It might it's be um, Let me see. Ephesians 4 and 32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. So, it's multiple verses. That, mm-hmm. that, yeah. Go ahead and tell them how many times they're supposed to forgive people each day. He said, mm-hmm. uh, isn't like 70 times something? Let me find it. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm glad you brought that up. Bro. I think it's highlighted many times. times. It's in my other Bible. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 22 says that we are to forgive someone 70, 77 times. That's crazy. Jesus Christ. 77 times. Wait, wait, wait. Is it 77 times 7? Wait, 490 times. Okay, it's 70 times 7. Jesus Christ. Nice we are to forgive others 70 times, seven times. Actually sit and listen to it. And that's that's daily. to that's to one person. There you go. Tommy. And that's daily, right? Daily. Daily. Isn't it? Is daily. it this thing? Um, it's not. Oh, sorry. It's I thought it was daily. It might be daily. I don't know. But just think about one person. What have you done to me that means? Huh? Yeah, that's <laughs> <70 times laughs> But just think about the like how um how they made it seem like the exaggeration in it. Like, that's how serious God is about it. If God said that big of a number, 70 times seven, and I actually, I always, so when I have trouble with forgiving other people, I always think, what if God decided not to forgive me? I yes, think bro. that's enough. Yes. That right that right there is enough. That's yes. enough to forgive your neighbor. For me to just think of the thought, think about think about the, the craziest thing you've done that people don't know about. The the thing the things that you wouldn't even want nobody to know. And and know if it. if people would if they knew what you did, they wouldn't be friends with you or they wouldn't want to bother with you. Think about that that the worst thing and think about how God forgave you. Why wouldn't I forget somebody else Come on over a small disagreement, bro? The small the smallest disagreement, bro. What are we doing? I ain't going to hell behind nobody. That's just nobody. Me personally, I ain't going to hell behind nobody. nobody. I found it though. You it, was, it was Colossians 3, like I said. Okay. But it's Colossians 3 and 13. It says, make allowance for each other's faults and yep. forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Yep. Yes, I know I'm tripping. I was like, and, and on that verse, I feel like a lot of times we kind of make it seem like, okay, I'm going to forgive them when I forgive them on no, my no. time. No, no, no. <laughs> what if God decides to do that to us? You be over there begging. 
dude, fight for your life. Yeah. God's grace is like OD. Like he he don't have to love me this way. Mm-hmm. Like, the like 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 you said, the different things that we do in this world that like we don't want nobody to know about or that we done that has like holding grudges, yeah, hating on other people, whatever it is that you go through that's not like Christ. Mm-hmm. God has forgiven you for it. Yeah. Every single day. You woke up this morning, that's forgiveness. Every single, every time. You woke up this morning, that's, that's forgiveness. That's the biggest thing. Every time I wake up, I want to keep that in mind. That's forgiveness. You woke up this morning, that's God forgiving you yeah. for what you did yesterday. All the sins that we did knowingly, knowingly and unknowingly. And unknowingly, yeah. That's forgiveness. But yeah, Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. That's good. Where we at, Ron? All right, so this is gonna be the last one. Okay. Um, this topic I nicknamed the uh, the waiting game, Ooh. and so it's about the importance of patience and how you wait, not just how long you wait. How you wait, not how long. Like, what's your heart posture while you're waiting? You know what I um, not scripture, but you know what I've like like learned, bro. Like with the word patience. When you're not patient, you pay them. You pay more of the price. If you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like patience, like yeah. you not being patient is you paying Jesus. more. Like is you paying more in time? Is you paying more in like tribulations and trials and everything because you want to jump the gun? Is you paying more in time loss? You look like dang. If I didn't do this, I'd be able to do this. Yeah, like you sacrificing more than you needed that you needed to sacrifice mm-hmm. by you not being patient. You want to jump the gun? You got you got two big tests and was like, I can do it myself. I can do it right now. Yeah. Now it's time to do it, and that only sets you back even further. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you were just patient. You had a better price. Patience, bro. Something we all patience is a fruit of the spirit, bro. Like, and that's something. I, patience is something I work on. I have to work on intentionally because, listen, the smallest inconvenience. I'm talking about the smallest thing. No. Yeah, I get I get frustrated when my food takes too long. I get frustrated right. sitting in traffic. I get frustrated like. And everybody that knows me knows I'm a timely person. When I'm somewhere and we just like we just overstaying our welcome, I'm the Time one. I'm the one that's gonna say, "Yo, hey, listen. Yeah, listen. Either I'm I'm leaving or wrap yeah. it up because I don't have the patience. I'm ready to get to my room. I'm ready to get to my destination. Mm-hmm. I don't like to prolong stuff. If we sitting right here, you can ask Ron. We sitting right here. And we ain't record. I'm the one to be like, "Yo, CEO, get up. Come on. It's time to start recording." Okay. <laughs> yes, my patience. I really gotta work on my patience. So I definitely uh, gotta work on that. But something. So what you said, Ron, on waiting. Something that I realize is that waiting is a verb. Okay, no, listen up, listen up, listen up, listen up, listen up. Because everybody equates waiting with just because, and this is something that I had to get out of because I'm like, I will always say I'm waiting on God, and I always equated that with sitting still. But waiting is an action word. I always equated that with sitting still, and like meaning I'm not doing nothing. I'm just waiting on God. But in reality. It is a certain posture. Like when you're you're waiting, but it's something you are supposed to be doing. Yes. In the meantime. In the meantime. And and that's yes. And that's why I found myself not making no progress. Cause I always said, like, and I would misinterpret the Bible and say, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. And God looking at me like, yeah, you you keep waiting. You you keep waiting. Cause faith faith without works is dead. You just gonna be waiting because you ain't putting no works to your faith. So waiting is a it's an action word still. While you wait, what are you doing while you wait? While you wait, how are you managing your time while you wait? And, and and this is to those who um 
to people who may feel like they've been waiting for a long time, to those who may feel like everything you do, it takes a long route, like like everything just in general, you got it harder. You feel like you got it like everything just takes so long for you and everything is harder for you. This is to y'all. Um, this is Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 13, verses 17. And this is while the Israelites are, they are leaving Egypt. God is helping them exit Egypt. I want to read this verse to y'all. Chapter 13, verses 17. The title says, Israel's Wilderness Detour. It says, when Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through the Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. So God did not lead them the short route even though, I mean, he did not lead them along the main road, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. Mm -hmm. Then after that, it says, God said, if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Verse 18, so God led them in a roundabout way, meaning the longer route through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. He led them the longer route instead of the short route. So That's good. instantly you would think, okay, why would God lead us the longer route if it says the main road is the quickest way to the promised land? <laughs> God led them through the wilderness, and that's where they went through all their trials, and they learned so many lessons. Character and just They got to a, yes, it was development, character development, and they learned, they had to learn what was in their hearts, mm -hmm. because that's where they was complaining at. That's where they was finding out about themselves. So a lot of you are going through a season to where stuff is taking so long, it's because God's trying to do something in you. But you're like, okay, God, take me there. He's like, no. No. Because if we don't fix your heart posture first. You're fumbling that bad. You're going to fumble when you get there. Yeah. Or he said, and it says right there, he said, you're going to change your mind. Mm. You're going to change your mind about what God calls you to do. I want no more. So, so God, God called you to be this person, like to have a, a big platform, to be a voice for him. But if he takes you right there, you're going to forfeit You're going to forfeit your calling. You're going to change your mind. God, I don't want to do it no more as soon as you get to one trial. So I got to baby step you. I got to baby walk you in the wilderness season to where, okay, we're walking. You step it away. We're going through different small setbacks. Mm -hmm. But it's to learn what's in your heart. And on that note, go to Deuteronomy 8 real quick. This is my favorite chapter in the Bible. Deuteronomy 8 is my favorite chapter. Teach us. Teach us. Deuteronomy 8. It says, um... And this is speaking directly to the wilderness season. I want to read this real quick. I'm going to start at verse 2. It says, Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commandments. Verse 3, yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna. So meaning he let you go hungry and then he provided the food. Then if you go down, he said, he did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. So God puts you through these seasons where it's a drought, where things are like mm -hmm. not normal to show you what's in your heart because he cannot take you to the promised land if your heart is cluttered up, if your heart is messed up. You still have unforgiveness down there. You got bitterness. You got anger. You got pride. You got arrogance. You got all these different things in your heart that God needs to get out. So just know that God taking you the longer route is it's him actually protecting you. It's him mm -hmm. actually loving you so much. God loves us so much that he won't cheat us. Yes, bro. Think about that. God loves us so much that I... I, I love you so much that I can't allow you to cheat yourself. I can't allow you to go the short route and you not get the lessons that you yeah, need. Yeah, that you need. So I got it. I love you so much that I got to let you go through some pain. Mm -hmm. I love you so much that I got to make you take the stairs knowing the elevator is right there. Think about it. I love you so much that I'd rather let, I'd rather let you put a band-aid on it than you die. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. And, and, and that's the thing because a lot of times we think it's going to kill us. Well, yes. a lot of us think we're going to die in the wilderness. But that's that very thing that's giving us life. That's that, ver that's that very thing that's giving us The wilderness is that very thing that's giving us life. Because we learn to, we learn our, we learn to, 
or we experience our real life with God because we learn to fully depend on him in that moment. So if you, hey, listen, if you're in the wilderness, bro, keep going. Keep pushing. Keep pushing, bro. You got to. And it's for a greater call. It's for a greater testimony. It's for a greater glory, bro. Like, and, I, and this is, like, that verse is really my life. Like, that verse about going the long way, that's my life, and I can speak to that. And I'm, even right now, I'm going the long way, bro. My path has been, like, nothing short of a roller coaster. And it's like, okay, I got to keep going because it's for a greater purpose, for a greater cause. And everything that I'm going through right now is going to be used later on. And I'm going to be thanking God that I had to go through the wilderness. You're going to be thanking God for these very seasons where you had no money, we had no resources, mm-hmm. we had nobody leaning on, your friends left you, could count on your parents, could count on this person. You had to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? You're going to thank God for these very moments. When you get there, you're going to be crying, boy. I'm telling you. Because when I make it there, I'm going to be thinking about these days. And I'm going to cherish And I feel like I'm going to be wishing, like, dang, like those were the days. Facts. When I had nobody. Hey boy, thank God that you got to go the long way, bro. The long way is the, it's the best way. It's the best way. Like we always say, you don't want no quick blessing. You don't want no microwave blessing, bro. A big meal. Hey, look, th- Thanksgiving dinner takes a long time to be prepped. But think about how good that food is, bro. Mm. Think about how think about how good that food is, bro. Think about how good that food is. Bro, what you on? Hey, listen. No, a lot of times what happens. Spirit? A lot of times what happens is. The shorter route, you may get there quicker, but it's all you're always missing something. Mm-hmm. Okay, for example, mm-hmm. whenever I go out the country, the I pack deeper. my bag. I pack my bag so quick, and when I get out the country, I'm like, Dang, I left my toothbrush. I left my deodorant. A lot of times when you go to short route, you 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 leave character behind. But you leave, bro. Listen, think about it. You leave character behind. You leave something behind. You leave something. It's missing. It's missing something. When people take when they when they take a like a quick amount of time on food, you know, this thing missing. Yeah, something. like yo, it don't. It's missing, missing some seasoning or something. something. Yeah, you skipped over one of the steps. Yeah, you missing something. So yeah, the long the long route is so you can you have let marinate long enough. Every single ingredient, bro. It all like it all got to come together, bro. It all got to come together, bro. Yeah, we can end it on that note. Honestly, yeah. At this point. <laughs> At this point, I realized what he said at the beginning. This is Marlon's episode. <laughs> this is Marlon's episode for sure, by far. <laughs> now, now, Roto, let me give you your flowers real quick. For y'all, for that, for y'all that don't know, I'm the older brother, but I promise you it'd be seasons where I'm just like sitting there, Marlon, like, wow. Like, God just be flowing through you in such a way that it's like, I told you before that I'm in studio mode right now. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm learning so much from you just by just watching you and your, and your relationship with Christ, bro. And your, versa, bro. And your, um, like your intimacy with Christ, bro, it's like, dang, like Marlon got like, mm. like me and Marlon. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, Marlon got like me and Marlon, bro. Like, yeah. I love it, bro. And the way you talk, the way you break things down and everything, I just be like, yo, I'm always keep talking. I don't yeah. want to talk no more. I appreciate that, bro. Like, I'm all, bro, cause like, I just love when you speak, bro, because it be speaking life to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know how much like your words impact me. Yeah. And reignite my fire and be like, dang, hold on, I, I gotta lock in. Nah, I appreciate like, that. Bro. I really appreciate it. Used be, it used to be the opposite way. Like yeah. used to be like a yo, Marlon, what you doing? But it's vice, but me feeling back and forth. It's cause we're opposites in a way. So yeah. you motivate me the same way in yeah. like the business field, money. I need mean, like mm-hmm. being a man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then spiritually, I'm glad I can do that for you also. So yeah, bro, I love it. Vice versa, bro. And I was about to say something. Um I just had a whole Bible study lying here. Like I I forgot I forgot, forgot y'all even watching. I, oh, this this is what this is what I was gonna say. Be careful to that point to what you just said. Be careful to the the prayers you are praying. Mm-hmm. Because I realize that a lot of stuff I'm complaining about, I pray for. Listen, I literally, every, every, like to what you said, every day I pray, God, make me the example. Now, when you say that, you don't have no you don't have no context behind that. So how you just said you watch my posture and how I wait, 
and I may be complaining about it, but yeah. God, like God's looking at me like you're the you example. Have to be the example. You're the example. I'd be like, God, try me by fire. Break me if you got to yeah. break me. Break me down. Take, take it if you got to take me. it. Maybe let, let me be the example. Let me like let my life story be that I got through the season because I held on to you, bro. That ain't crazy, bro. Be careful with the prayers you're praying. Real talk, because you're gonna start living it, and yeah, it's not gonna be in the way you expect. Yeah, real talk. Like my boy, like too, my brother. Always, always. Ron, boy, that God. This is a great episode. We appreciate you. You had some good. You had some good topics, and yeah. I hope y'all. I hope y'all got some verses down too. I hope y'all. And that should be an encouragement to get in your Bible even more, so that when stuff arises, you have a Bible verse. And there may be people that's coming to you that doesn't know anything about the Bible, and you you want to know where to find this stuff. I'm not saying you got to know everything word for word, but you at least want to know. Okay, I think this is in Matthew. I think this is there. Yeah. So, yeah. Listen. I'm on 20 right now. Thank you, Lord. Praise Holy, Spirit. Holy Spirit. Just... Jesus Christ. Hey, look, and if you love hearing me talk, um, go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Got to plug shameless, that in. Shameless plug. Great. You got, you got to subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you love hearing me talk, follow me on Instagram at MarlonSellers8, TikTok MarlonSellers8, and on YouTube at Motivate with a with the number eight, Motive 8 with Marlon. I got some good content coming for you soon. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? We got some good stuff coming. And if you want more more Marlon Rants, make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel. No make cap. sure y'all leave a five-star rating for us. Fact. Show some love. Like the episode. Patreon. And we have a Patreon coming real soon for y'all. Yeah, so I hope y'all are. Out. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, by the time y'all watch this, the Patreon's out. Yeah. Patreon is here. Exclusive content, devotionals, more personal. Uh, Vlogs. Mar- like getting more into our personal lives and everything and just seeing how we troll, joke around, yeah. how we still love on God, how we... Be with our friends, everything like personal struggles. Like we want y'all to, we don't want y'all to just see the podcast stuff, but we want y'all to see like what we go through as young men on a day to day, as being Christian young men in this world on a day day to day basis, especially in this world. Whether it be like he can come up there and talk about credit, like yeah. everything, bro. I can teach you how to read your Bible if Businesses, you want to. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Everything, whatever you want. Subscribe to the Patreon, bro. You getting stuff that everybody else ain't getting. The Patreon, and we'll have our own little individual community where y'all can ask whatever y'all want to ask. And we'll talk about it. And y'all will be the first people to get some merch. I don't know if we established yeah, we got, that yet, yeah, but I'm going to say Merch that. coming soon for y'all. Don't hold me Specifically, to. Patreon. Merch for y'all specifically. Yeah. And then we'll let everybody else get into it after y'all get first dibs. Yeah. Because y'all will get the first discount. And what else? And when we do live shows, y'all get access to the tickets first. If you, if we're traveling especially and y'all want to get tickets to the live show, y'all will get first dibs on the live shows before they sell out and anything like that. So yes, Lord. it's a whole lot of advantages. A whole lot of, whole lot of. <laughs> and it's worth it. So real yeah. talk, like, can we just, like can we just like back step like five more steps real quick and just go back to like wow, like like Holy Spirit just like, like Holy Spirit did well. Marlon got a Marlon got a cut and like yeah, he's walking here. He, 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 cut, he cut the chops right. and like the yeah. words just been whamming do since. I look, do I look older or younger, y'all? Just let me know. But y'all looks twenty six now. Older or younger? He look older than me. I'm only twenty one. Just letting y'all know. Yeah, and um, he look older than so me. So since I'm right here, since this is my moment, since I'm just taking in all the flowers, I'm only twenty one. I live in Virginia. This is my moment. Just plug my. This is like this is like real life Tinder. Twenty one. I love God. I love clothes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a I, I, I'm a God fearing man. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, I'm looking just, for I'm a Proverbs. 31. Yeah, I'm looking for a Proverbs thirty one woman, like Ron said. Proverbs thirty one. You feel me? Let, let me know you're in, you're in Ephesians five. Yeah, man. I, I'm an Ephesians five man. I haven't even read Ephesians five yet, but I'm that. I'm, I'm I fit him. I fit the description. I'm him. <laughs> now we get out of here. Lay y'all. We appreciate y'all. Y'all be safe. Take out angels, Love. and remember, there's always more purpose. Yes, sir. Love. More purpose.